Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You hear that? That's the sound of fresh bacon sizzling on the grill here at Eggs Up Grill. Hear that? That's one of our new delicious grilled melt sandwiches. And that's a burger hot off the grill ready to be served. Mm-hmm. And that's the sound of it being served. At Eggs Up Grill, we serve tasty lunches like mac and cheese bowls, sandwiches, salads, wraps, plus all our delicious brunch dishes. Here you go. Enjoy your lunch. Hear that? That's us being happy to see you. Eggs Up Grill. It's everything to make you smile. This podcast of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs is sponsored by AAA Heating and Air. Attention homeowners, due to upcoming government regulations, the current energy efficiency ratings for HVAC systems will change. Current inventory cannot be sold after December 31st. As the year 2023 starts, customers can expect to pay an average of 30% more for a new HVAC unit that will meet the new government regulations. So what does this mean for you, the customer? There's no better time to purchase a new HVAC system. AAA Heating and Air must empty their warehouse to make room for the new systems. No deals will be turned down with their 15-year parts and labor warranty plus guaranteed financing they have made it possible for anyone to get a new system call today and enjoy your new home comfort as quickly as tomorrow but you can only get this special deal by calling 803-677-1500 triple a heating and air wants to give you their best deal possible on a new hvac unit but you have to call today 803-677-1500 and tell them you heard about this deal on 1075 the games gamecock central podcast Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler. This has been in the works for a while. We're really excited to officially have the Gamecock Central Hour. Chris Clark. And JJ has accepted an invite to the Senior Bowl already, which is awesome, uh, the Reese's Senior Bowl. And Wes Mitchell. Um, I think he's well above 200 in the like, 210 range. Uh, a dude in the weight room, too, like from a strength standpoint. On the home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. The game. Three minutes after 11 o'clock on a Monday morning, it's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Thanks for making us a part of your morning. Pearson Fowler, Preston Thorne, Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell here with you to discuss all things Carolina football. It was a huge weekend for South Carolina. Two big basketball wins that I do want to spend some time on, but of course, I got to start today with some football. South Carolina loses 38-6. to in Gainesville, the Gamecocks, another football game, I guess. Another offensive performance that was not scoring enough points to win the football game. Uh, I've already yelled today, guys. I don't know if you can hear. I'm, I'm like already starting to lose my voice, and it's Monday. I realized, and, and Preston, counselor Preston, my therapist over there, helped me realize that I've been gaslit for two years, and I finally understand what gaslighting is. Um, I, I've yelled a lot. There's a lot to say about this game, even if not specifically about the game. They actually, y'all have the, the pleasure of watching again for the second time in the studio right now. Uh, Chris, what do you even say after a game like that? Well, we won't do any yelling on this show. This is calm. Calm, calm. show. Ooh, the stop. ASMR hour with Chris Clark. Yes. Uh, my He's voice is not some crunchy chips. <laughs> Preston has a, a better voice for that. 
I'm not surprised. He's he's. I told you he's a calming influence. Thank you, man. I appreciate us. it. I appreciate that. This yeah. is great. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's kind of bad and kind of good that the game's on right here in the studio in the middle TV. Just so if we missed anything, we can, we can rewatch. We can't fast forward it or rewind it, I don't think. Can, can y'all give us a live play-by-play of Carolina's guards pulling into each other on the first offensive play of the game? See, there, right there, there's a missed opportunity. But, yeah, I mean, gosh, where do you start? I don't know if we're big picture, small picture. I mean, it, it reminded me a little bit of the Missouri game. Like, there are certain games where it really doesn't matter if it's a win or loss. Like, you can dive in deeper to kind of, you know, here's what went right, here's what went wrong, some of the kind of in-game storylines. This one, there, it, it does, it did remind me of the Missouri loss because there's just not a lot to digest. Like, it just kind of is what it is. Turnovers again, getting whooped on both lines of scrimmage. Perimeter blocking, perimeter tackling, kind of just all of it, right? And so all of the keys to the game for South Carolina that we talked about all week, containing Anthony Richardson in the run game, being able to run the football in the absence of Marshawn Lloyd, hitting some explosive plays, win, you know, not maybe not necessarily winning, but getting somewhat even maybe in turnover margin. You just, none of it went right. And so it was kind of a nightmare scenario in all those facets i think yeah i left the missouri game saying that should be carolina's worst loss of the season and i understand florida is a better team than missouri they beat missouri head-to-head they were about eight and a half point favorites in this game but the way that the game played out i would say this is now a worse loss than than the missouri game which is not good um special teams aside wes is there anybody is there any position group that you would not give a failing grade for that game I mean, probably not. I mean, it. I'll I'll compare it to a different game. It felt to me like the Tennessee game last year, mm-hmm. where um, you know Florida comes out. You probably have a pretty good idea of what they're doing. It's not that they're just catching you off guard. It's not that um, you know they they've come out and hit you with something you didn't expect. Uh, you know, you pretty much know what they're doing. There's just nothing you can do about it defensively. And I, you know, I, I think. Um, you know, we talked about it all week that this was going to be a tough matchup for the defense to stop Florida and uh, to you know to hold them down. And uh, but I, I think coming off the Vanderbilt game, and I guess uh, you know completely wrong take, but we thought there was at least a chance against a Florida defense that has not been good this year statistically for the offense to make some things happen to maybe keep Carolina in the game and then at least put them in position. Um, you know, to, to pull the upset. And I, I think the frustrating thing for fans is not just what you just said, is that, you know, really you got beat on at least two of the three phases. Um, it was, uh, you got beat handily in those phases, and you never really even had that moment where you felt like Carolina was in the game. You know, even go back, like, the Arkansas game. Arkansas probably, from their perspective, felt like they were in control of that game throughout. But there was a stretch there where Carolina pulls it to within a touchdown midway through the third quarter. There's momentum on your sideline. You you feel like, uh, you know, there's a chance. In this game, um, it just never really felt like there was a chance. Florida co- controlled it from, you know, throughout. I honestly, guys, felt like in the second half, it felt like Florida started just kind of working on some things. Like if they if they wanted to have just run the football, um, you know, they they could have put up even more points. It felt like to me. I mean, I, I was I was half joking. Florida did finish the game with three 
100-yard rushers. Actually, I wasn't joking at all. Let me not say that because I wasn't joking. I was on Twitter, and I was well, I was on the Internet, and I was – I could not find – I don't know why it's so hard to find. It's very easy to find, like, single-game highest rushing total Samaji Piran from a couple of years ago. I even found, like, the two-player in a single-game highest rushing number, and that was uh, Michael Carter and Javante Williams in North Carolina a couple of years ago. I couldn't find – the most rushing yards that one team has had in a college football game. Um, but the, the highest number that I found, which was, you know, the, the, the highest combined rushing total for two players was like 540 something. And I was like, well, I guess Carolina is not quite on pace to give that up, but they were, they were actually past that pace. So to your point, Wes, if, if Florida had wanted to, they could have run for 560 yards, which probably would have been the record. Was that not Darren McFadden and, and Felix? Felix that that would have been close. That would have been close. But yeah, it was yeah. like North Carolina did it a couple of years ago. Uh, doing a really cursory re- rewatch right here, and this is just something that's just interesting to me as we're watching it. Obviously, I'm paying attention to the defensive line. Florida's running the ball up and down on the first series, which can happen. Okay, cool. But when you start questioning some of the decisions that are being made, at some point when Florida get, gets into the red zone, the defensive line, the first defensive line is not in the game anymore. And so you have the second group in, which... From a from a perspective, from a coaching perspective, why do you make that substitution? Are so you make that substitution because a either the first group is tired, mm-hmm. which means they lack in conditioning, or b you're just unaware of game situations. Going into the end zone, there's no way that the second unit should be lined up on the first drive of the game. So even because it was like a 15 play drive, you should still be able to on the first. It's the first drive. Yeah. You should be at least in condition to play 15 plays. Hmm. You shouldn't have to because you should yeah. be getting off the field. <laughs> yeah. But you should be in condition to do that. So it's just little things like that. It's just I don't know what the decisions are, are, are being made. And that, that to me, that would be something that would be interesting to see. Two quick things. And, Wes, on your point about, you know, it looking like a bad take to say that we thought South Carolina would be able to run the ball on, on the Gators. I mean, it looks – Obviously, we were wrong in that, but that's not a bad take. Like, no. It should not have been a bad take because mm-hmm. there was plenty of games of evidence to, to see that. I mean, again, I, I go back to this fact. We can talk about all the – let's just bottom line it. Eastern Washington scored 17. South Florida, who fired their coach and is 1-9, scored 28. You, you got to be able to score an offensive touchdown. You know, mm-hmm. and I think in some ways the brilliance, the continued brilliance of the special teams highlights a couple things. Number one, Pete Limbo is brilliant, hmm. and everything that they do to put so much emphasis on special teams is paying off. So you give you give everybody credit for that who's involved in that. But it also highlights the fact that while the special teams has really maximized or come close to maximizing the talent that's available, there's some great individual players. Kai Kroger is a great talent. Mitch Jeter has been excellent this year. He hasn't missed a field goal, has he? Has not missed a field goal. Um, Some of the individual guys, Darius Rush, has been amazing on kick and punt coverage. He's a really good – he will play in the NFL. He's an NFL draft pick in all likelihood. But as a unit, they have been at least equal to, if not greater than, the sum of their parts. So that's great. 
but then you compare that to offense and defense, and you cannot say the same about either of those units. I know they've turned the ball over too much on offense. I know that defensively, the two edge guys, the starters, are playing way too much. They have deficiencies at linebacker. I see all that. I know all that. Even viewing it through that prism, they have not, in my opinion, maximized those those two things. When when the defense is not gaining turnovers, you know, they, they haven't gotten there. And offensively, obviously, they haven't either. And so the special team's brilliance almost set against that really amplifies that, I guess you could say. Hmm. Um. 803-404-6100. Wes has a follow-up. There are lots of thoughts on this game. We'll get to them. Preston, you did not wear a hat today. I need you to find something to double as a thinking cap. I need your creative juices for this. Because for the second time this year, South Carolina got shut out. But they didn't get shut out. And that sucks. Because if we want to be technically correct, South Carolina was not shut out against Georgia. They were not shut out on Saturday. But for all intents and purposes, they were shut out. So I need your thinking cap your creativity, I need you to help me think of a word or a term or something to describe what happened so that I don't have to say, Carolina was shut out against Georgia except for the backup offense went and scored a touchdown with 50 seconds. Like, I need something succinct and concise to help me describe what Carolina has done twice now on offense this season. We'll get more of your thoughts, 803-404-6100. Wes has some follow-ups. Let's see, if something costs less but people are happier with it, That sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. You hear that? That's the sound of fresh bacon sizzling on the grill here at Eggs Up Grill. Hear that? That's one of our new delicious grilled melt sandwiches. And that's a burger hot off the grill ready to be served. Mm-hmm. And that's the sound of it being served. At Eggs Up Grill, we serve tasty lunches like mac and cheese bowls, sandwiches, salads, wraps, plus all our delicious brunch dishes. Here you go. Enjoy your lunch. Hear that? That's us being happy to see you. Eggs Up Grill. It's everything to make you smile. We'll get to as much as we can uh, after a disaster of a game Saturday for Carolina. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. 19 minutes after 11 o'clock, Monday morning. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Pearson, Preston, Wes, Chris. Here with you talking Carolina, Florida. Want to hear more of your thoughts. I know Wes and Chris still have more to say about the game. And uh, I have I've asked Preston to put on his creative cap, whatever whatever it is that you do. You have like a thinking chair in your house like Steve from Blues Clues? I have a, uh, I just, <laughs> Steve from Blues Clues. I just walk around the block when I'm trying to actually think about something. Okay. So I just 
put on my walking sho- my thinking shoes. Ah, okay, go that's walking. good. That's good. Did did you come up with anything during that short break? I didn't because my focus was lost. But I okay. I feel like this is something I would like to work on. Can, so can I ask for an extension? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I just I just we need were something. distracting him. Sorry, because Carolina got shut out Saturday, and I don't care what the scoreboard says. And that's like the dumbest thing you can ever say. It's like they, there are literally six points on that scoreboard. Carolina did not deserve those six points. Kai Kroger did. I hate to dump on Kai Kroger. Carolina did. Carolina had 144 yards of offense before their final drive. Which, by the way, the the, the get off my lawn old man came out in me so bad when DeCarion was blowing kisses to the oh. to the fans and was like, "Bro, we down by a lot." Yep, and we just scored on a cheap touchdown. Like, relax. <sighs> You said that did not violate the gentleman's <laughs> agreement like the fake punt against Tennessee did last year? It didn't violate the gentleman's agreement because it was still in the first half, so everything is on the table for the okay. first half. I okay. think you st- when you start doing foolishness like that in the third quarter in a the blowout, then it's like, come on. But yeah. it's, everything was still on the table. Y'all were not doing the show with us this time last year when, when Carolina had that one fake punt touchdown against Tennessee and Preston said that was a, I that was a no-no. I hated yeah. it. What, was, what was the score on that one? It was 38 to nothing. Okay. God, really? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I think that was like five minutes to go in the first quarter, actually. Um, no, but yeah. I, you want to hear this. This doesn't really have anything to do specifically with the Florida game, but it means something. But I don't know what it means. <laughs> Carolina, the University of South Carolina fighting Gamecock football program, has not been involved in a lead change in an SEC game this season. Pardon? They were down 7 nothing to Arkansas. They never led. No lead change in that game. They were down 7 nothing to Georgia. Never led in that game. They were up 7 nothing against Kentucky. They never trailed. They were up 7 nothing against A&M. They never trailed. They were down 7 nothing against Missouri. They never led. They were up 7 nothing against Vanderbilt. They never trailed. They were down 7 nothing against Florida. They never led. That's, that's they have not been a part of a lead change. I, I don't know what that means, but that's... Who discovered that? Um, that, yeah, absolutely, Wes. You're exactly right. Alan Cole. Shout out. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know who that is, but I just saw that on Twitter. SEC Mike liked it. I follow SEC Mike. Um, Anyway, that is incredible. I don't know what it means, but it's crazy. I think I I can warm something up on that one. The thinking shoes are on over here. The thinking shoes have been placed on. Yeah, good. Um, We have multiple topics. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so much to get to. So much to get to. Let me do this, though. It is a reaction Monday. Uh, I know, Wes, you had something you wanted to say. Hold on to that thought. (laughs) Okay, good. I'm glad you forgot because we're going on to the left Jimmy phone line now uh, where Brian is up next. What's up, Brian? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Good. How are you? Get y'all speaker here. Uh, Yeah, listen. um, 
boy, I don't know how to say this because he's in year two and everybody still likes him. But I'm going to tell you something about Shane Beamer. Okay, the, one of the one of the fastest ways, aside from losing, to get your fan base to turn on you is to insult their intelligence. And anybody who thinks turnovers had anything to do with this beatdown is playing a little bait and switch game with you because it was 24 to nothing total domination before we had our first turnover turnovers had nothing to do with this game okay and and just you know speaking of that this explosive play battle crap and this turnover battle crap is all a bunch of garbage you cannot get turnovers unless you are good at defense you have to pressure a quarterback you have to cover receivers you have to hit running backs hard and tackle them in holes okay we can't do those things how are we going to get turnovers how are we going to get explosive plays when we can't get seven yard runs or 11 yard passes we can't get those things how are we expected to get explosive plays? They're really well-executed running plays that gain eight yards are really the twin brother of the explosive plays. You just happen to have a make a move or somebody makes a, makes a mistake and, you know, off he goes. They're the same plays, and we can't get those basic plays. So having our, having our intelligence as fans insulted by Beamer with this with this nonsense that he says in these press conferences is just not going to cut it. I don't know why he's trying to tell us that this girl is pretty that we're looking at because we're looking at her and she ain't doing nothing for us. She ain't that pretty. Our eyes are not lying. So we're stuck with him. He's, he's got to mature as a head football coach. I'm not calling him an immature man. I don't know anything about him. But as a football coach, He's extraordinarily immature, and we're stuck with him. And we're either going to have to stick with him and let him grow. Somebody's going to have to tell him, uh, or, or we're or we're screwed. But I, I do not like as a fan having my intelligence insulted. That's all I got to say. Thanks, guys. Great phone call, Brian. Really appreciate it. Very poignant phone call. Very pointed. Um, as I said before, who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? I mean, I don't. That's where it gets really interesting. But the idea you hit on something that. I think we're, try, we're, we're I'm joking, but I'm not joking about this idea of the gaslighting concept. Mm-hmm. You just laid out what what it is. Is you're telling me something, and I'm seeing with my own eyes that it's one thing. And you're kind of giving me this whole idea that it's another uh, concept. And I'm with Brian. I can take a lot from anybody, but just don't play me like I'm stupid. I'm not. I know uh, there's a lot about Preston, but I'm not stupid, and so. When you tell me that, oh, yeah, what I'm seeing is not actually what I'm seeing, but it's actually this, that goes a long way towards discrediting you in all the other situations because now I don't know if I can trust what you're saying in any other situation. If you're telling me this, something I know that I saw, you're telling me that it's not that, that's that. That's a very dangerous game when you're starting to lean on what your credibility is going to be. I, I think it's a really good point, and it's it's – it's a double-edged sword because either you're being disingenuous and you're lying and you're gaslighting the fan base or 
you really feel that way, in which case your ability to evaluate a situation, a game, a moment, a player is like really, really disconcerting. And it's tricky because as a leader of an organization, of a household, whatever, you don't, we don't need to do TMI. You don't need to give all the, we don't want to know where everything is happening. That's not for us to know, but we do want a level of just reasoning, leveling with the fan base. I don't even know if transparency is the right word because quite frankly, we don't need to know everything that happens in a building or, right. or in the organization. But we do need to be clued in and trust that you're giving us the most information that you can give us. You're being as fair and honest with us as you can be. I think any reasonable person understands that there's a line that you sh- should cross. But Yeah, after you fail to score in an SEC game, you don't need to try to convince us that you are a good team, number one. Number two, when your offense, and, and, and even I'll give Shane Beamer credit here, you know, admitted it's 10 games. It's not a one-game sample size anymore. Like he said in his Sunday teleconference, you know, this is this is kind of who we are right now. Um, but if, you know, if if that's the case, don't continue to double down on all the, you know, the things that have failed you over and over again this season. I think that's fair. Yeah. It does, I mean, Brian, you, you hit a lot, of, a lot of things that we've been talking about, and I really appreciate that, that call because a lot of times we see somebody maybe expressing that opinion as, Here's what we need to understand also. Just as players to grow and develop, coaches grow and develop. And what he said about Coach Beamer was that he probably needs to mature in that being in that being a head coach. Mm-hmm. But the most important, Brian says that somebody has to tell him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who the person is or people is are on staff that are built to do that. Yeah. Even if it's not on the staff, he's at least got somebody in his contacts that knows a thing or two about coaching that can hopefully help him with some of these things. Um Kind of a lot of good advice from my dad in my life. It's uh, it's an option. And, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's – it's, he's a young head coach. These are ways that you see it. It's, it's just really interesting to me how quickly things have turned because Shane Beamer had, like, a 100% approval rating coming into the season. I still think people overwhelmingly like him and believe in him and probably should, but it is – it's not that you're losing. It's not even the way that you're losing, but it's – you beat Vanderbilt, and it's like, okay, you beat Vanderbilt. And, and you know, when you're trying to find some criticisms and like, well, can you get better here? Can you get better here? It's like, find some joy. It's like, okay, that's really being disingenuous. That, that is actually like the gaslighting part of it. Like the, you would think that, like Brian said, it's it's the losing that turns the fan base off, but it's not. It's it's the way that you talk to people and the way that you talk about your team. You don't have to be like, yeah, Jaheim Bell sucks, Marcus Satterfield sucks, but it's like, yeah, clearly it's not working. And, and But ultimately it's, Actions speak louder than words. And if the offense is, you know, this bad and you know it, make a move. Make a decision. Do, there, there are concessions that you can make, I think, to save face in this situation, and we haven't seen him do that yet. But, Brian, really appreciate the phone call. I think you're speaking for a lot of people that are listening right now, so I appreciate that. 803-404-6100. We'll have more of your thoughts. Uh, if you want to get any of us on Twitter, you can do that. At Pearson Fowler, Coach P Tweets, Wes Mitchell, GC. GC, Chris Clark, and more on Carolina, Florida next. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen. With Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. 11.34, Monday morning. Welcome back into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Pearson, Preston, Wes, Chris, here with you. More on Carolina's 38-6 loss. I don't know what we're calling it. It's not a shutout, but it was a shutout. 
Preston's going to put on his thinking shoes mm-hmm. and uh, get, us, get us something. It needs a name. It's like if you lose, if you, in the NBA, if you lose a series 4-1, to one, and especially if it's 3-0 and then they win a game and then you win one, that's called a gentleman's sweep. Mm-hmm. And it's like it wasn't a competitive series, but we gave you a game, the courtesy of not sweeping you. Man, it, can, is, can it just be a gentleman shutout? No, because they that would be that would imply more like they scored in garbage time, which they did against Georgia. Yeah, so that was a gentleman shutout. Yeah, so we have to break down the different types of sh- shutouts that are not actually shutouts. Because this uh, one, like you could just call it the limbo, you know, okay. like limbo special. Yeah, the, the, the pistol Pete or something like that. I don't want. I don't want a negative association right, that's what, with limbo. Though this is all. Pearson, this is all brainstorming yeah. here. We're just working through no, ideas. That's good. That's good. Just, so y'all just the, finished the watching tank. the first quarter. Did Florida have more than 144 yards in the first quarter? Oh, yes. Definitely? Just, just by my – no, not definitely, but okay. by my hide. <laughs> what I just saw, yeah, it looked like it. Okay, so Florida had, had more yards in the first quarter than Carolina had in the whole game until the last garbage time drive, which I just – like, just kneel. Just, like, just take the L. Don't get to – Two, twice in three weeks, South Carolina should not have gotten to 200 yards. Which, which by a point, um, I know a lot of people were talking about, well, why, why didn't we see Luke or should there some change have happened? And that is a really tough decision to make because you never want to send a player out to just clearly play in garbage time, a player that's contending to play. Now, some players are happy to get garbage time, like the fourth-string quarterback or some dude that just walked on and never thought he would ever play in the SEC. That's a reward for him. But for Luke, it's not a reward to go out and play when the game is not. So that is a real – that's a tough balance that coaches have to make when you're making that decision. Well, and he's played in exactly four games at this point. So he he can still redshirt. So at this point, I'm – I'm only playing Luke if I'm truly playing Luke. Like, garbage time, to get him to his fifth game in garbage time of a game that's over, um, I don't think would be right by Luke. Like, let, if if they redshirt him, and let's say Luke plays out the remaining years of eligibility that he has, isn't he going to be, like, 25? I mean, I don't know the math, but... Hey, just, hooker. Yeah, just, yeah, sure. But I guess what I'm saying is, like, you're hanging on to all these red shirts and years of eligibility for like when a dude has been out of college for three years. It's like, can't you just, can't you just play? Like, there's no reason to play Spencer Rattler anymore. There's nothing to be gained. There's nothing to learn. We have the sample size. The only opportunity to give yourself a win is to shake things up because what you are doing is so broken. And I don't want to hear anymore. Oh well, actually, it can be worse. It can be worse. You scored zero points. It can be worse than scoring zero points. Give yourself a chance. Give the people in the locker room something to believe in because if you believe. And the present, currently constituted offense with Marcus Satterfield and Spencer Rattler at the helm, then you probably need your head examined. Well, you're you're talking about playing Luke, like playing him. Yeah, I'm, start I'm, Luke for the last yeah, two no, no. games. I'm I'm saying I'm talking about what we were talking about uh, the end of the game situation. You if you play Luke in your fifth game of the year to go play in a drive that does not matter. But what if you do that knowing that you're going to start him the next two games, like get him warmed up? Well, I mean, yeah, but I don't think that's happening. That's an embarrassment. That's that's wretched. Okay, eight zero three four zero four sixty one hundred. Let's go out to the Love Chevy phone line. Dylan's up next. What's up, Dylan? Hey, uh, hey, uh, yeah, you know, I was trying to look at it, uh, the game Saturday, and find some positives, but you know, it was really tough to do. And I was just thinking on my drive to, uh, to work this morning. I was like, um, you know, the the two games that we 
pretty much were shut out in on offense. Um, you know, we were we were banged up in. And it's almost like the, this coaching staff is, is satisfied with where we're sitting at, uh, you know, six and three, um, satisfied with, you know, with taking the loss, you know, wanting their guys to get out of there uh, injury-free and, and kind of looking ahead at the schedule, looking at Tennessee and Clemson down the road. And it's almost, you know, I was looking at it, I was like, you know, it's it's like they're it's like they're satisfied with where they're sitting at in year two of the Beamer era, you know, at six and three, you know, definitely have exceeded expectations as far as the, you know, record goes, and and they're, you know, it's, it's they're just it's almost like they're looking ahead to the next couple games and wanting to you know make sure they go into Tennessee or Clemson fully healthy so that they may be able to pull off one of these. Uh, big wins for the program and, and just almost looking at the matchup like, um, you know, this is a matchup that we're probably not going to win anyway. So, you know, let's kind of reserve, you know, for, for the fall, for the weeks to come. Um, and on touch on another thing, I thought, you know, Dak Joyner coming in uh, looked great. Um, I would have liked to see more of him. And I, I could see the frustration on his face after making a play at, at the quarterback position and then get moved back out to uh, the receiver. Um, you know, he, he looked frustrated. He, he looked like he was ready to rock at quarterback. And, and then, you know, he, you know, I just felt like there could have been a rhythm there, uh, finding some rhythm with Dak Goiner, being able to scramble or, you know, and, and we still have yet to see him, you know, throw the ball downfield. So, um, like he did in the bowl game last year. So I think there's, you know, some plays that are, that are still being held back or, or I don't know what they're holding them for, or, you know, or uh, not trying to show the whole playbook. It, it seems at times, um, I don't know if they're just looking ahead, maybe hoping to get a big win versus Clemson, you know, trying to, uh, you know, win, win over the fan base again or what, but you know, if you are 65 or older, you know, this watching your hard earned dollars fly out the window on healthcare costs is frustrating. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare 65 Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. Well, MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. And it's easy. You can use any Medicare-approved doctor or get 24-7 telehealth access from the comfort of your home. Very worth looking into during Medicare open enrollment, which ends December 7th. If you join right now, your second month share will be free. So don't miss this chance. Call 800-PSALM-16. That's 800-PSALM-16. 800-PSALM-16. You hear that? That's the sound of fresh bacon sizzling on the grill here at Eggs Up Grill. Hear that? That's one of our new delicious grilled melt sandwiches. And that's a burger hot off the grill ready to be served. Mm-hmm. And that's the sound of it being served. At Eggs Up Grill, we serve tasty lunches like mac and cheese bowls, sandwiches, salads, wraps, plus all our delicious brunch dishes. Here you go. Enjoy your lunch. Hear that? That's us being happy to see you. Eggs Up Grill. It's everything to make you smile. It's just kind of what I've observed. Dylan. Thanks for the observation. I think that's uh, spot on in that it's a great Rorschach test and nobody knows anything because I think the people 
building Carolina's offense don't know what they want to do. So it, it makes sense that the fans and the observers of the game would also not know what Carolina's trying to do. Uh, I'll go um, half in agreement with Dylan, half, eh, I don't know. I, I think uh, you look, for me, I, I don't think they were holding guys back. for like they, Of the three, this was their best chance to, to go win a game. Like I, I don't think they're like quite literally say, ah, you know, we're happy with where they are. I don't think anybody in that building right now is happy with much of anything, um, to be honest with you. Now, I will say this. If you want to find one positive, I, I do agree. And I, you know, I was sort of, to be completely frank and honest, I was so, sort of among the mindset that, you know, I probably wouldn't have been playing to carry on a whole lot uh, this year either. But I think I was wrong. Like, I, I think he should be a much bigger part of the game plan because we we've now seen it and you know chris and i were texting during the game as well um carry on looked quick out there mm-hmm. like he he found the edge um you know i i think uh he looked comfortable with the ball in his hands obviously and um you know we've uh, a good point by dylan we never really see him get to actually get out there in a rhythm except for the bowl game so uh yeah i i think there's something there um, now, ultimately, you know, we, we talk about a lot of different guys and we do the, you know, well, this guy needs the ball, this guy needs the ball. Ultimately, there's got to just be better execution all the way around so that you can stay on the field and, and get to a lot of these things. But um, so I, I think the fundamentals of just blocking and, um, you know, staying on the field are, are very much lacking right now. But, yeah, I think there's there's something to be said for to carry on not really having much of a role this year. I think he got... Uh, you know, behind some guys at wide receiver, but certainly in that quarterback wildcat uh, to carry on, you know, snap it straight to him roll, he has done some good things when you actually, um, you know, give him a chance to find a little bit of a rhythm. How would we, how would we grade this staff's ability to evaluate its talent? Um, I understand that Carolina's made some good progress recruiting. I'm still going to give it a, I, I would say probably Shane Beamer's done a good job of recruiting I don't know. Y'all are the experts. More than anything, I would just say TBD because it's only been a couple of recruiting classes. Like, let's wait and see what some of these players look like when they're older. Like, Nick Emmanuori looks like a huge win for South Carolina. I'm, you know, curious why some of the freshman defensive backs haven't been able to contribute. So let's put, like, the freshman part of, or the, the, excuse me, the recruit part of evaluation aside. How would you grade this staff's ability to evaluate its own talent? Evaluate, what does that mean? Does that mean, uh, it can mean a lot of things, but how are you asking it? Does that mean evaluate like who should be playing over certain guys? Yeah, or yeah. So I guess I mean like the the coaching staff clearly <laughs> how identified. They should be used. Yeah, like Marshawn Lloyd should be the feature of the offense. That's a positive identification. Probably would have been better yeah. if they identified that sooner, but they identified that. Like the idea yeah. that that Jalen Brooks is someone that you know can stretch the field and also sure. like run the football. Like those are some positive evaluations, but like. Starting the season with R.J. Roderick at safety was probably not good. Starting the season not leaning on Marshawn was not good. And just in general, like, are there guys playing that we assume they're the best because they're starting, but maybe the staff has misevaluated them and there's someone else that could be doing a better job? I.e., should Luke have gotten more of a shake this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's some things in there, whether we're talking about Luke, like, in, not not even, let's not go as strong as starting him, but, like, integrating him more, sure, to carry on. I think there are situations where that's fair to talk about. I think in terms of evaluating your own players, I think the more important thing, I think for the most part, the best players are playing. Okay. For the most part. 
Where I will draw a line, and I think an important one is what I went back to earlier, offensively and defensively, is you know being able to evaluate what you do best as a team and being able to develop your players. And I think, particularly on offense, there is... And, and we're not, we're not, not, not going to start an argument about Gene Bell on this, okay? We're not. Waste of time. But they have, not just Jaheim, several guys that, whether it's at South Carolina or at other schools, that have had proven production. Spencer Rattler had a great season at Oklahoma. There are a lot of reasons for that. But he did. He had a great season at Oklahoma in 2020. Austin Stogner was very solid at Oklahoma. Juice Wells set records, lower level, but he's also shown you what he's capable of here. Um, Jaheim has made some plays in his career. We say, oh, he hadn't made as many. Uh, yes, but he makes some plays. So that's kind of what I go to is more of, I go back to the, the sum not being equal to the parts. And so that's probably, to me, a more important question even of are the best guys playing? For the most part, probably so. Okay. All right. I'm just wondering, like, do you just play like five offensive linemen that haven't played yet just to see what happens? Like that, that maybe is not the right idea, but at this point, I just feel like you need to be, uh, unfortunately, you need to be desperate and just trying to find something, especially offensively. Um, we got to recap our buy or sell. We'll do that in just a minute. But first, Chris wants to remind everybody the best way to be watching whatever it is that you want to watch is with the help of the folks from Integrated Media. Absolutely. And I had the two TVs set up downstairs this weekend. What that means is I had to take the TV from the bedroom, take it downstairs, set it up. Um, I'm old now, so I go to bed early. I was worn out from the day. Didn't I was too lazy, didn't want to take the TV from downstairs to up. So my wife and I were sitting there talking, wow, we really need to mount a new TV upstairs. So when it's time to do that, we pretty much decided we're going to do it. We will be calling Michael and Nathan, the fine folks at Integrated Media, who've been out to my home multiple times, been out to my neighbor's home. They have a setup that I'm very jealous of out on their porch. So I'm going to get them to mount a new TV in our bedroom. Uh might have to go for the Sonos wireless speaker. So they have tons of services, smart home services, home theater, audiovisual, TV installations, security and cameras. If you want them to set up a whole home uh, smart home system that controls your lighting, thermostat, sound, TV, security cameras, alarms, all of it, hit up the guys at Integrated Media. You can go to their website to see what they do, integratedmediainc.com or 803-948-8327. We'll continue on here in the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Some final thoughts on a reaction Monday and a recap of our Friday buy or sell next. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Pearson Fowler, Chris Clark, and Wes Mitchell. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Nine minutes in front of noon. Welcome back in. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Pearson, Preston, Wes, Chris here with you, wrapping things up on a reaction Monday on 107.5 The Game. And uh, I've been looking forward to this because I feel like I did very, very well. But every Friday we do a buy or sell. Sometimes Wes... um, Sometimes I cheat you. Sometimes he cheats me. To see if you catch it or not. Yeah, and I always know what I picked. Um, But I think I did very well this week. So let's uh, let's go ahead and get into it. I don't want to put this off any longer. Okay, well, um, South Carolina will defeat Florida. Everybody in this room sold. That's right. So, check mark for everybody. Yep, good. South Carolina men's basketball will oh. defeat the Clemson Tigers. 
everybody in this room bought. Shout out Lamont Paris. What a birthday present to himself. Holy cow. Um, Really cool moment, too. Did y'all see where the team jumped him and threw the water bottles all over I haven't him? seen video of it. I need it, to check it, it was, out. It was sweet. Great yeah. uh, great social media moment there. Um, wow. Uh, Anthony Richardson. Do you, do you remember what the number was? What, was it 120? No. What it was, was it? 112. 112? Yes. Do you know what he rushed for? I thought he rushed for 96, so I was, I'm totally off. No. We the number I set was one twelve, and he rushed for one twelve. No, yes, you have a weird way with stats sometimes. Uh, you rushed for wow. So I guess we all get a push on that. Yeah. Wait, I'm, are you sure? I'm seeing Anthony Richardson rush for ninety six here on the ESPN box score. Hold on, fifteen carries for ninety six. <laughs> no, you're right. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Was just giving himself the like. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. I was doing a quick. Um, he, oh, he, he threw, threw for one twelve. Okay, threw for my bad. My bad. My bad. Wow, he threw for one hundred and twelve yards, and they won by thirty two. One hundred and twelve yards, man. Oof. Thought it was more than that. Woo. Yeah, yeah. That if is... we had done buy or sell, Spencer Rattler will have uh, more passing yards than Anthony Richardson. Jeez. Wow, okay. I, I thought I thought they had three 100 yard rushers. Is why I didn't question. Yeah, they must that have adjusted that later because I said that earlier. I also heard that on the broadcast. But yeah, so 96. All right, never mind. He went under that, obviously. So I think we had two yeah. buys and two sells on that. No, three and one. Some moron bought that, <laughs> and uh, I was the moron. By the way, y'all get points. <laughs> Jaheim Bell will rush for 68 plus yards. I bought Chris bought. Pearson, <laughs> go ahead, hit all the buttons, Pearson. Did um? Do we have two four for fours? Preston and I both went four for four. Four for four. Yep. Congratulations to us. Oh wait a second, this is even more appropriate today. We're the champions. Um, wow. Y'all have to fight about who gets That's fantastic. The- the two oh wait! Did we do the uh, what was the what was the <laughs> Carolina points and Carolina made field goals or something? Did I didn't we, write did it down because I didn't know what you were. I, my brain couldn't comprehend it. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's safe to say Carolina men's basketball made more field goals than Carolina scored points. They had a much better day than because uh, I was thinking Carolina football. would probably make in the mid twenties field goals, something like that. I don't know how many they made, but yeah. Yes. Anyway. By the way, that excellent segment, uh, good job, guys, was brought to you by Kendall Walsh. She's my realtor. She can be yours as well. She is with the Moore Company, 803-414-3590. Shoot her a text. Give her a call. It's a no-obligation phone call. If you're just kind of wanting to dive into the market but a little bit worried about it, she can help you kind of work through it, figure out if you're in a position to buy a home, sell a home. Uh, Either either way, workwithwalsh at gmail.com. If you prefer email, uh, if you prefer social media, she's at workwithwalsh on Twitter. And Instagram, uh, you may remember Kendall if you're here local. She used to work with the Gamecock Club. Huge Gamecock fan. Again, as I tell y'all all the time, she helped me and my fiance with the process. She can do the same for you. Again, that's Kendall Walsh, my realtor. Make her yours as well. Do y'all make guesses or predictions either privately or publicly about the upcoming game's lines? Yes. I um, Interestingly, I, and generally it's just more of like a conversation with myself. Like, hey. Yeah. This I always think about I, a number. I don't ever. Yeah, like. this is what I think the line will be. I actually posted on our forum a couple of hours before the lines came out yesterday. I said, "What do y'all think the line will be?" Mm. And generally, 
it's kind of funny. If if South Carolina has lost or played poorly, the fans always think the line is going to be higher than it actually is. Um, however, the line was actually a good bit lower than even I, who tried to stay yeah. pretty in the middle. Well, I was, was thinking it would be around 24 because that's about what the Georgia line was this year. I thought it would be a pretty similar line. Yeah, I in my head, I said 22 or 23 because I felt like it would definitely be over three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, and Georgia closed at 25 and a half uh, as far as that game goes. Opened at 19, according to 19. Circa. Preston, what will you do if Carolina loses to Tennessee by only 19 points? Uh, <laughs> I'd be pleasantly surprised. Okay, wow. Strong reaction. Uh, well, also, what is it? <laughs> what, is, what does it say that we're surprised that Carolina is only a 19-point favorite going into Week 12 about your football team? If we take the if we take the the teams the logos off, yeah, this is a nineteen point game. If you if you just if it's not my team, if we're just looking at the stats and mm-hmm. who they're playing and who's coming into town and what, not only is Tennessee a much better team, it's also once again a terrible matchup when you look at what they can do on offense. And Carolina struggles on defense. Yeah. How are you going to keep up with that? Well, I, I'm, I'm more and more interested in this matchup thing. Tennessee's a bad matchup. Florida's bad. The good matchups for Carolina, bad teams. That's what I've learned today. Four and, some more. four and six, Georgia State. Charlotte fired their head coach. SC State is struggling at the FCS rank. Uh, Texas A&M is three and seven. Vanderbilt won their first SEC game in 27 attempts. Those are the teams that Matt Carolina matches up well with. Probably a perfect way to end a Monday after Carolina lost to Florida 38-6. to Appreciate you all being a part of it, as always. More thoughts on this game on the Halftime Show, which is coming up next. Ross Matthews talks to celebrities, friends, and people with interesting stories to tell. Who's saying, hello, Ross, this week? Guy Fieri. He said these two crazy ants, and they both used to say to me, you should be on TV. That went on for years as I was kid, but I never took that. So when I got the shot of the Food Network, which I was kind of pushed by my friends to do, yeah. it turned into this thing, and uh, I already did what I wanted to do. So I thought everything else was just kind of like, let's just have fun with it. Hello, Ross. Available on YouTube or wherever you listen. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.